You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going. It's the Locked On Cardinals podcast. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy hanging out with you on a Friday. We've got a big podcast on tap for you. Can't wait to get into. I mean, there is a debate that we've been sleeping on for a while. It's an interesting one. Came across my Twitter timeline. One of our uh, podcasting colleagues on the Locked On Podcast Network kind of drew my attention to it. Peter Bukowski. Uh, we're going to get into this debate. It's going to be between Kyler Murray and another top-tier quarterback in the NFL. It's coming up. Also, we're going to get into are the Arizona Cardinals setting themselves up for a post-June 1st move to maybe fill one of their remaining needs on this roster before training camp starts in mid-July. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy, follow along on Twitter at LockdownAZCards, at Clancy's Corner, at Bob Rack, B-O-B-R-A-C-K. This podcast is brought to you by Peacock and Williamson, NFL analyst Brian Peacock, former NFL scout Matt Williamson, host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday, just like Alex and I here on the Cardinals, but they're giving you a national perspective all around the NFL, covering the latest news, insight on every game, team, and move around the NFL. Brian might even openly weep about Jimmy Garoppolo's inability to make deep passes. I don't know. Tune in. Get your picks, previews, much more every weekday with Peacock and Williamson, the podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Alex, you want to talk more Julio Jones? No, I'm done. You're done, I'm done. Peter Schrager, our boy, just has to throw... Fuel to the fire. Peter Schrager is the best and the worst of everything. Like, he's great. Not about his content, but he puts out these storylines. I'm hearing from some sources, and 90% of it's not true about the Cardinals. You get your hopes up about specific things. Like, the, remember the trade-up to four for Kyle Pitts? How far we've come from that when the final mock draft that came out the day before the draft or the day of the draft, it was all Zayvon Collins across the board. He threw a little fire saying, you know what, I could see the Cardinals training for Julio Jones, something uh, in that respect, which, cool, but I'm done. But I'm done. I'm done. I, uh, you know, when it comes down to it, Peter Schrager has been very, very insightful as far as the Arizona Cardinals. Like, he called the Josh Rosen trade-up, he called the team, and he called the pick 10th overall. That was back in 2018. He called Kyler Murray. He called Isaiah Simmons. And he most recently called Zayvon Collins. So he's very dialed in as far as the Arizona Cardinals. Sure, he might throw a lot of uh, excrement to, against the wall. But when it, comes, when it comes down to it, yes, poop, uh, <laughs> Peter Schrager is he's very dialed in. He's got his finger well, to the pulse of the Red Sea. I mean, it's the day of the draft. Sure, people know. It's like when Baker Mayfield went to minus 500 the day of the draft to be the number one overall pick. Like, once things have especially with Zayvon Collins, who there was no chance that he was going to be picked before the Cardinals at 16. So when you have that situation, it's like, okay, well, obviously, if he gets that information then, sure. But the speculation a month ahead of time, like this is kind of the Julio Jones silly season where you can make a trade proposal that would make sense for all of the 31 teams. It's Julio Jones. But the fact that Peter Schroeger just had to bring it up. It was almost dead. It was almost gone where we could just move on and say he's not coming to the Cardinals and let's talk about things that could potentially happen. I think we're going to do that today, which will be fun. I'm just seeing this on, on Twitter as we are streaming live. Uh, our guy Travis 
Back up on Apple Podcasts. Yes, that is correct. Uh, we can stop our mudslinging at Tim Cook and his whole crew over there as I wear my Apple Watch and I've got my Apple AirPod Pros and I use a Mac on a regular basis. I was just absolutely crushing Apple Podcasts for the last month and change because we have been down inconsistently. Our shows haven't been popping up. Thank you for bearing with us. We're excited that it's back up there. Hopefully it's going to consistently give you the Lockdown Cardinals daily content that we actually we churn out. Alex and I have been churning out every day. Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Odyssey is probably the most consistent spot that you can find it. As soon as we post it, that thing's right up there. So Odyssey is one to check out. It, the interface is just as easy to navigate as Apple Podcasts. You old heads like Alex and myself, like it's, we're used to it. it may, please keep it simple for us because we can't really navigate anything, you know, uh, higher level. Like English? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, and and one thing, just one little programming note uh, throughout the summer, what Bo and I have done, like when I did it by myself and then when Bo jumped to 2018, during the summer, the offseason months, we usually would go down to three podcasts, usually Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We're sticking with five all the way through the summer. That's right. Like, I, I feel like there's so much to talk about. We're going to get incredible guests. We've gotten great people off from Tegna, Ryan Cody, Cheerson Sussell, Cam Cox for the hometown flavor. I just talked with a prominent sports betting guy. We're going to get him on in the next couple of weeks. We're going to do a fantasy football angle with another huge homegrown fantasy football guy who's part of one of the biggest fantasy football podcasts on the planet, if not number one at this point. Again, a homegrown guy. We're going to get Zach Lynn back from uh, Jimmy World, the drummer there. He put out some great content when he was with us uh, not too long ago. So we will be with you five days a week throughout the summer and into a training camp and into the 2021 season. And another, another guest that we will probably unveil later next week that will pro- we'll kick off two weeks from today, a weekly segment about a uh, very talented, very well-respected Arizona Cardinals uh, media member, talker, social media elite as far as the Red Sea is concerned. <laughs> We'll get him in on the program. Uh, let's get into this. So Peter Bukowski, I saw just, I don't know how it showed up on my timeline. So his Pro Football Focus's fantasy site put out, you know, create your team with $10. And at $4, they've got, uh, this is this is your tier $4 guys. Patrick Mahomes at the quarterback position, Alvin Kamara at the running back position, Devontae Adams at the wide receiver spot, and Stephon Diggs at your wide receiver two spot, whatever. They're, they're both $4. Three, number three dollars. Kyler Murray, Jonathan Taylor, DK Metcalf, Justin Jefferson. Two dollars. So one dollar less than Kyler Murray is Dak Prescott of the Dallas Cowboys, which sparked a little debate because Bukowski said, Why is Kyler more than Dak Doe? And uh, people are like, Well, this is fantasy. Almost football. English. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, you know, it's, it's social, the vernacular. It's Twitter, it's Twitter lingo. Yeah. Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott, fantasy football world. It makes sense to you, right? Yeah. Um, I could see the other side, though. Um, let me just talk about, is the $5 one Justin Herbert? Like, who the hell is it? I don't think they have five. I don't know if they were doing oh, $5. Oh, it's four, three, two, one. I was yeah. going to say, who is, you? normally it's five to one. Oh, I guess yeah. it's only 10 bucks instead of 15. Um, listen, for as much as I don't think Dak is going to win a Super Bowl for Dallas, <laughs> I completely get the value fantasy wise, he's a stud fantasy wise. He doesn't rush for as many yards as Kyler, um, but he'll probably throw for more yards than Kyler this year. You'd think, yeah. I like mean, it, it's so back and forth. Like I would probably still take Kyler, but it's close. Like Dak is—he's a brick house. He's six two two thirty. 
You know, he's the he's a couple inches shorter than what your traditional stereotypical old school quarterback is, but his numbers are bonkers, whether they're winning, losing, whatever. He's got a good track record, win loss, but I would probably still take Kyler just for the I mean, if you're playing in a four four point touch passing touchdown league, Kyler right. wins by eons because the rushing yards and rushing touchdowns. So Kyler Murray last year, fantasy darling, he had 378.7 points. That's your standard fantasy point scoring league right there, okay? Dak Prescott was out of the gates on fire. He nearly had 2,000 yards passing in the five games before his his leg exploded. He had, uh, in his career, his career high is 337 fantasy points. So Kyler has already bested his season by 40 points. I, I think well, fantasy wise, I mean, the, and we know this. I mean, Kyler Murray, especially in the red zone, his ability to get out and find the end zone. He had double digit touchdowns, something that Dak Prescott, you know, he's not gonna, he's not gonna come close to that number. I mean, he, he can run, he could probably rack up, you know, fifty yards in a game for you can find the end zone. But you know, there were games where there was a stretch where Kyler Murray was finding the end zone sometimes twice a game. Yeah, um, Kyler's five yard dash is really fast. Yeah. You know, like that five-yard giddy-up, his first couple steps to get from hike, RPO, end zone, is one of the fastest in the game. It is. And he's got Dak in that regard. Now, regarding Dak's uh, past fantasy football totals, that was during the Ezekiel Elliott 30 touches a game era of of Cowboys football. It shifted. Like, you're going to see a lot more Tony Pollard catching the ball out of the backfield. They've got wide receivers for days. Like, again, I will pick Kyler, but I understand that Dak is right there regarding uh, fantasy football relevance. And I reached out to uh, a fantasy football guest who we're going to have on hopefully next week asking the question of Kyler Murray can end the season as QB1 in fantasy. And she said, yeah. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, like, you don't know if they're going to be up a lot, if they're going to run the game, if they're going to run the ball more, if they're going to focus on changing the offense a little bit, if he's going to throw five touchdowns a game. But regarding Kyler and Dak, I get it, but I think it's closer than people think. I just, I do. Dak Prescott, is he has the same sort of career arc as Russell Westbrook. Or, I'm sorry, Russell Wilson. I have NBA playoffs on my mind, dumping popcorn on myself. The, you've got Russell Wilson, who is, uh, who is a game manager. Is is much of a game manager to start his career as po- you know is possible, where they limited the amount of times he was dropping back. He could make some throws, move the chains. That was Dak Prescott before he really got into the franchise tag territory, where he had to kind of earn his contract, show that he could be the guy to drop back and throw the football, you know, 30, 35 times a game. And he's now making that jump. He he showed early on last year that he could do it. He's a guy that's passed for he nearly passed for five thousand yards in twenty nineteen. So he he's He's taking off like a rocket, but he was a fourth-round pick. He was a game manager. Kyler Murray started his career throwing the football more than Dak Prescott's even really been given the the leash to do already. If I'm just looking at you know just trajectory, Kyler Murray should keep his pace ahead of Dak Prescott and then take off even more so, which is pretty crazy to believe. I mean, you'd think, but. On paper, Dallas probably has the best offense in the NFL. Sure. 
You know, I mean, three very, very good wide receivers. One of the more undervalued RBs. He's probably dropped down to RB nine or 10 just because he's getting a little bit older for running back standards. But, you know, LA could still be a guy that can keep you in a game that can churn clock, touch the ball 25 or 30 times, 150 yards and two touchdowns. And then Dak is just like, if you put Kyler in Dak's offense and if you flip offenses, like that would show Kyler's ability to be a better quarterback than Dak. But, I mean, you have Cliff. You're kind of handicapped by, you know, DeAndre Hopkins and an okay wide receiver room. You have okay running backs. So the inherent value of the roster that that the Cowboys have, I think would balance out Kyler Murray's ability to be a better quarterback than Dak. What's very exciting is Dak Prescott's entering year six and Kyler Murray's just entering year three. Yeah, that's true. I mean, Dak Prescott threw for 23, 22, 22 touchdowns. Those were his first three seasons as Dallas Cowboys quarterback. I mean, you you would think you're like that's kind of like you think of him as kind of a gunslinger, a guy that put up some pretty eye popping numbers. But that's just been the last two seasons. Kyler Murray's been doing it from the jump for the most part. Twenty six passing touchdowns, eleven rushing touchdowns. He's just an absolute monster as far as fantasy football. I know they cost some guys down the stretch last year because of his fall off. Uh, but Kyler can get if he can get back to it if he can take a, a step forward even more so it, it's pretty crazy and as far as fantasy football is concerned I think Kyler has the edge no doubt about it as far as who you want in you know in the shotgun for your team in the fourth quarter tracing a lead that's another debate and one we'll get into later it's locked on Cardinals part of your locked on podcast network your team every day Bo Brock Alex Clancy follow along on Twitter at Clancy's corner at Bob Brack. And at locked on AZ cards of the Cardinals setting themselves up to sign, make a move post June 1st next week. And who could it be? We'll speculate. It was a rough loss for the Suns. You thought maybe six and a half point dogs was enough to maybe net you some cash. Suns down two to one in that series. Six and a half point dogs come Sunday for game four. You like it? Well, get in on the action. Bet online is the best place and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season also in full swing. You can track it all, betonline.ag. Get the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, tipped basketball. Head over to Bet Online on your laptop, your cell, and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get in the game. Your team, they're in the midst of their playoff runs. Head to the website. Use your mobile device. Sign up today. Receive your 50% welcome bonus using the promo code LOCKEDON for your first deposit. You put in $100, you'll get $50 free to help build your stack. Bet online. Your online sportsbook experts use the promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. So the Arizona Cardinals, I know it's tough if... A farewell to backup quarterback Cole McDonald. He's he was gone too soon. The former Hawaii quarterback, he was here for half an offseason, a camp arm. He was there for rookie mini camp, and the Arizona Cardinals they bid adieu to him the other day. And now the Cardinals roster sits at 89 with their uh, signing of Ross Travis, not to be confused with the new Rush Limbaugh host Clay Travis. It's Ross Travis, the former Penn State Hooper turned tight end. He's going to be uh he's gonna be a guy in the fold to try to 
get some hay as far as the tight end position is concerned. But the Arizona Cardinals now have one roster spot remaining. We'll see what they do over the weekend. Could they be setting themselves up for some teams to shed some talent, some veterans at some positions of need for the Cardinals, Alex? Oh, Bo, I hope so. <laughs> you know, like, and, and we talked about this earlier in the week. Uh, all joking aside, you talked about uh, Bill Barnwell put out a report that Steven Nelson, like he projected Steven Nelson joining the the Cardinals. Was that it? Was that how he framed it? Or yeah. he said that would be a good fit. Predict, project, um, yeah, nothing yeah. of uh, no, no substance, no, no, like no report. substance. Yeah, uh, Zach Ertz obviously can be had for a ham sandwich. It seems like at this point, if you can get the money to work, uh, restructure if he wants an extension, if he wants one more stop on his journey. I we talked about this. I right now don't know which is more important for the Cardinals, and I know that the cornerback room is something we've just we've been like that's it, that's obvious. Our our arc this offseason was got to go offensive line. Cool, they traded for Rodney Hudson. It's got to be corners. It's got to be corners. It's got to be corners. And they haven't done jack. I mean, you signed Malcolm Butler to a one-year prove-it deal, and you know you, you draft Tay Gowan and, and, and Marco Wilson, and that's it. So I understand the value of bringing in a corner. I also understand the value of giving Cliff Kingsbury as many tools as possible on the offensive side of the ball. And me, unlike some who I guess forgot what Zach Ertz did two years ago, and I mean, the dude is an absolute... He's 6'5", 250, man. And he hasn't lost that much of a step. You look at last year, everybody on Philly got hurt. Travis Fulgham was their wide receiver one, for Christ's sake. You know? I mean, it's like, you got to just take last year with a grain of salt with COVID, no OTAs, no preseason. You know, it's... Zach Ertz would be a gem that the Cardinals could pounce on. So, to answer your question, I am leaning towards Zach Ertz over Steven Nelson if those are the two names that we're talking about. I mean, it, it's clear. It's tight end or cornerback where they absolutely need to either add just atop the depth chart or just depth in general at those positions. I, I don't think there's any debate there. The, the thing about Ertz is he hits 30 years old. It, it's not Julio Jones. It, it's not the guy who already was an elite athlete. It's a guy who you know came out of Stanford, emerged as, a, what, a former, um, was he a second-round pick? He he developed and he became just a monster that no but like out of nowhere, I, it's not like Julio Jones who's just been an elite athlete his whole life. Like if Zach Ertz loses a step or a half a step, it could be it could spell the end of his production. It really could. Like his, his production did fall off a cliff. I know that he faced challenges as far as health goes, but uh, you know. I'd like to see – so you're saying if if the options are this, and I didn't throw this out before, but it's Ertz, it's Steven Nelson, it's Larry Fitzgerald. Who do you want to occupy that 90th roster spot? Zach Ertz. Over Larry Fitz? Yeah. You ungrateful yeah. SOB. He's not coming back, man. <laughs> oh, are we – is that where – are you drawing the line in the sand there? He's not coming back? We're almost at the first 200 days of what Larry Fitzgerald's going to do. Damn it. Uh, listen, he's wanted, I, I can't remember who it was. Bobby Mack, Bob McManaman, AZ Central. He's a great read. He's cool. <laughs> but both you and I have had history with Bobo. Um, he said that something to the effect, I remember listening to him in a radio interview, something to the effect of Larry Fitzgerald just wanted to fade away into the sunset. Like yeah. that's kind of how he, how he saw this whole thing going. And Bob has been here for, you know, a lot, a big portion of Fitz's career, and he knows Fitz and his inner workings better than many people. At this point, 
I don't care. You know, I don't care if he makes a decision. I don't care when he makes a decision. If he comes back, cool. If he doesn't come back, cool. Whatever. We know that he's got bigger fish to fry than playing football. And it just depends on when he wants that chapter of his journey to end and then moving into maybe a bigger leadership role with the Suns. You know, business. He's going to be a very, very successful businessman like he already is. So it just depends on if he's done playing football and done with practice and, you know, done with all that crap. But at this point, yes, I would choose somebody that would make an impact moving forward more than Fitz. But primarily, it's because I don't think he's coming back. That's why. That's some juice that you just dropped in late on a Friday here on Locked On Cardinals. It's Bo and I mean, it's, it's in the morning, but <laughs> it's, it's fine. I'm not sure where your brain is at today. Well, I, I didn't expect you to start <laughs> to just throw down the gauntlet as far as Larry Fitzgerald and that you don't expect him to come back because... I really don't know what, what Fitz is going to do. But, uh, yeah, no no doubt about it. Bobby Mack is somebody that uh, has been following Fitz for a long time and covering him and would know better than most and, and can make an educated guess. Um, Lockdown Cardinals here. Let's wrap things up. Uh, there is There was uh, some rumblings. We're going to continue this. It's Julio Jones week here on Lockdown Cardinals. You know, what it would cost and what the asking price is for Julio Jones. And it does in favor the Arizona Cardinals it doesn't it's it doesn't look good for them in the 2021 season we'll explain if you've listened to this podcast more than once you realize that uh, there's no protein bar like the built bar it's where tasty and healthy those worlds collide in in a good way taste like cheating basically it tastes like you're eating a candy bar but it doesn't cut any corners as far as the health concerned built bar has nine delicious flavors For one day only this week, they brought back the Orange Bar, which is fantastic for a limited time. It was in, it was out. If you missed out, I apologize. But they've always got a limited time flavor in rotation. Coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. Those are the nine bars you can always rely upon. If you haven't had any, I recommend you get yourself an 18-pack mix box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Here's an example of where you're not cutting any corners health-wise. Each flavor has about 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, wrapping things up here on Locked on Cardinals. It's been a fun week because... You know, sometimes this is a slow time of year, and it hasn't been. Things haven't slowed down for the Arizona Cardinals. Earlier this week, you had the J.J. Watt nod to Pat Tillman with the the shoes that he released. You had uh, rookie minicamp just a couple weeks ago. You've got uh, all just the excitement surrounding this organization going into the 21 season. Can they make the jump? You've got the post-June 1st coming up. We could see some more roster movement. Like, the NFL is... Just a, just it's masterful how they keep themselves in the news cycle, along with you know the big uh, you know obviously the NBA playoffs going on NHL playoffs you've got Major League Baseball in full swing, you've got the NFL staying top of mind with those leagues and they haven't played a game since February. It's just nuts. So uh, the Arizona Cardinals, you know, we talked about it. Could they sign somebody post June first? Could they make a move? Could they maybe pull Rodney Hudson? Where at the you know, at the buzzer, they're pulling off maybe a trade for a late round, a day three pick for, you know, a guy like Ertz. You know, could Julio Jones, the 
you know, I saw it on Pat McAfee. I saw some reports out there that the asking price is a second or third round pick. That's the case. And no team, like the uh, the NFL GMs are standing in solidarity that, hey, we are not going to give up the value of a first round pick, which can sometimes be overvalued, especially when you're a team that's eyeing the postseason. Yeah. Um, it, it, it is interesting, like, I think if a team does pull the trigger and does offer a first-round pick, prop, I, it, it's weird to me that nobody's just like, oh, well, we'll do it. We see the value there. We see the value in bringing in a guy that's been all-world his entire career outside of a handful of games last year. I mean, he, he struggled with injuries. I understand that. But uh, it's second- or third-round pick, it kind of – if, if – if that's where the GMs, across, the group think across the league, is that it's going to be a second-round pick, it brings the rest of the division right back into the fold as far as negotiating and battling it out for Julio Jones. Like, the Rams are in the discussion, Niners are in the discussion, Seahawks are in discussion, and the Arizona Cardinals, with that ace up their sleeve, they're just going to let this play out and, you know, let's, yeah, sure, we'll just reunite Kyle Shanahan with Julio Jones. I, I don't understand that. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, the thing with the Cardinals right now in their future, it's still, and I've said this a lot, it's a choose-your-own-adventure still. So it started with the offseason, and they decided to get older, more established, stronger, more leadership. And Steve Kime has executed that as flawlessly as you can. A.J. Green, J.J. Watt, if it works, he's going to look like a genius. Um, But it puts them in a precarious situation looking at, not only Julio Jones, but say Zach Ertz in, in that conversation as well, because how important are draft picks to you? You've got two more years of Kyler Murray's rookie scale contract. So you can validate it by saying, we need to get younger. So we need to keep our draft picks to keep a fair or rookie scale contract, as many as possible, not just Isaiah Simmons and Zayvon Collins. Uh, Buda Baker's already been paid and Chase Edmonds is going to need to get a contract soon. We'll see what happens with James Conner after this year. Or you say, screw it. We don't need to worry about the draft picks now. Let's just use them as bargaining chips. Because you're right. I mean, if you trade for Julio Jones, you trade for Zach Ertz, and you give up a fourth-round pick for Zach Ertz or whatever compensatory pick you potentially get from Patrick Peterson or fifth-round or whatever, or you trade a first for Julio Jones, you're getting better this year, and that pick is going to depreciate. So you just need to decide what you want your future to be. If Steve Kime is worried about his job, he may trade away every pick to try and get them to win this year. Right. I mean, you know that that's in the back of his head. Unless again he got that Bill Self uh, handshake, you're gonna get you're gonna have a contract for the rest of your life because you should have been fired five times already and you haven't been. I mean, it just we don't know which way they're gonna go. Exactly. You can get much older, mortgage the future, or you can say you know what we're good as is and we'll stay young with the picks we get in 2022. It's full tilt poker. I mean that's what it is. It's you you are on edge and you're chasing something and and you're sitting there and you either can double up and you can put yourself in a great position to compete or you could be I mean you could you could be out you could be felt it you don't have any chips left in the, at the table and you have to go home so you know Steve Kime Arizona Cardinals uh, you know if they they do have you know they did get dealt at this point they have a, a to start out a winning hand they have they have some paint they might even have pocket aces the fact that they still have their first round pick and their division foes they don't so I, to to let that probably slide in the and if you don't have Terry Fontenot, the Falcon, Falcons GM, is keeping you in the loop as far as where the negotiations are going, and you have that trump card, uh, you know I, I think that that would be 
that would be that would be a tough hit this offseason that's been relatively successful for the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, it's interesting with that with that example. And I was thinking about that because you've talked about full total a lot with, with the poker example, and I like it a lot. <laughs> it's kind of like you're in a big poker tournament. You're 20 people out of the money, and you have a short stack. Yeah, and you're trying to determine. You know what? Do I want to just make the money? I could just leave and just have the have the uh, get blinded out and make the money, no problem. Mm-hmm. Or probably go out immediately after making the money. Or you can put all your chips and say, you know what? Let's go. I'm not here to place 300th. I want to win, and that's the Julio Jones move. Right. The Steve Kime, the safe way. The safe way usually doesn't get you what you want. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can look at what Seattle's done. You can give them so much. S for trading two first round picks for Jamal Adams. You know what? They have the second best safety in the NFL. They didn't trade. They didn't lose those picks. They made a conscious decision. You know what? This is important enough to us to give away future picks. Yeah. And we'll see if it works. But you know what? You have to give them. You have to give them credit for putting the balls out there. Say, listen, well, this is our plan. If it doesn't work, screw it. Everybody's getting fired. But this is our plan. We don't know what Steve Kimes' plan is. Yeah. So it's fun for us. But it's kind of unsettling for the future if we don't know what the hell's going on. We hope that you have a great holiday weekend. Obviously, uh, remember the reason for the season. Uh, we're so thankful for all those who made the ultimate sacrifice on Memorial Day weekend. Alex and I will be pro- we're going to be taking the the podcast off on Monday. Just uh, going to relax. We'll have a four podcast week next week. As Alex mentioned, we have a ton of cool guests heading onto this podcast soon. Um, if, if there is a trade, if, if the Cardinals make a move, we'll probably be with you on Monday. But otherwise, we'll talk to you on Tuesday, and that's going to be June 1st. So we'll see if there's any moves God. made by then. Uh, it's it's a fun time. It, it, like I said, it remains at the, in, in the news cycle as far as the NFL is concerned. So, yeah, look at you do the math. You got it. I mean, are we less than 100 days away from football? Pretty close. I think it's uh, it's it's don't about preseason. It's like, like one hundred three or one hundred two or something. I saw it. September 9th? Yeah. Sweet mother, we did it. We're we're almost there. We're almost <laughs> there. Just I mean, yeah. By before you know it, we're gonna be talking about training camp. We're gonna be talking about preseason games. It's it's insane. It's uh, locked on Cardinals, part of your locked on podcast network. I also want to get into this debate next week, and we might even save it for Thursday next week or throwdown. Um, who's gonna have more sacks next year? Who's gonna who has a better chance of winning defensive player of the year on the Cardinals roster? JJ Watt or Chandler Jones? We'll get into that. It's all coming up. Have a great weekend. It's locked on Cardinals.